is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today I want to talk about subscription business and to see if your e-commerce business actually qualifies for that. Having a subscription business obviously increases your lifetime customer lifetime value massively and it might be a good option for businesses for e-commerce stores that do not know yet that they might qualify for that. So therefore my guest on the show today is Evan Paget. Evan Paget is the CEO of the e-commerce marketing firm Stealth Venture Labs at stands Um, He is in e-commerce and subscription for the last 20 years. So he has a vast um, area of experience in this this field. He works with brands like Crocs, HelloFresh and Factor 75. When he's not working, he usually spends his time with his children, plays video games and supports his favorite American football game, the Denver Broncos. So I'd like to welcome um, Evan. Hi, how are you today? Great, Klaus. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Evan, give me a bit of a background. Obviously, I have a long career in e-commerce. What brought you to subscription-based? It, yeah, so uh, I've been doing this for 20 years now, and and I, you know, I think I just landed in subscription from the get-go. Um, first started in the early days of the internet, uh, internet marketing game in the early 2000s with a lot of negative option continuity, so the old free trial leading to a subscription-type business. Um, and then over time, sophistication of, of subscriptions grew. The types of products that would become subscription grew. Uh, from there, I landed in uh, women's fashion, uh, more health and wellness products, uh, grocery uh, with a company called Thrive Market as their chief marketing officer. Uh, and now working with my business partner here at Stealth, uh, we, um, you know, we're not going out there just to only try to service subscription commerce companies. Subscription commerce is a very rapidly growing vertical in uh, the broader e-commerce space. Um, and they just sort of gravitate towards us. So um, I would say that it was was less of an interest and more of just where I landed and, and fortunate to stick around in this industry long enough to see it go from uh, something a little bit more simple to the world that we're in now where subscription and recurring revenue models are everywhere. Mm, no, makes total sense. So how does a merchant or e-commerce business owner know that his business might be uh, a good fit for a subscription model? Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of a question I get a lot is like, how do you create a subscription recurring revenue model in a business? Um, And, you know, there's a couple of ways, you know, one, I do think that almost every type of business out there, every type of consumer product or consumer technology even can have a subscription or even just better. You'll hear me interchange. There's a lot of recurring revenue model assigned to it. Um, That makes sense. And the way it makes sense is it's got to do a few things. It's got to provide a value to the customer by relieving a pain of theirs. For example, like, hey, you don't like going to the grocery store. You could get your groceries or you get meals at home delivered. Um, You happen to like a a certain type of coffee or something like that. uh, Boom, you can have that delivered to your house. You don't like to go to the um, clothing store, shoe store to try things on create something that's really frictionless there for people to build their wardrobe out and have a a sense of style. So 
you just have to look at what part of your business can really drive a value for consumers and then start creating a, a model that engages a relationship with them. Because it's not, you know, so it, subscription should not just be stuff in a box. I mean, some some are doing this but and they do it well, but stuff in a box sent to you every month or every other month. And, um, you know, that's, that's great. That's sort of like maybe subscription 1.2, 1.5, not necessarily subscription 1.0. But subscription 2.0, if I look at this now, is like, how do you reduce the gravity in people's lives by giving them a product or service that becomes a part of their life and you establish a true and authentic relationship from a business to the consumer? Um, and the last thing I'll say about that is that it could be related to uh, expedited or exceptional, um, you know, sort of concierge services. It could be, um, you know, replenishment or... Uh, plans that make sure that if you ever need this product or replacement one, we're going to get it to you quickly. And it doesn't have to be your entire product. Or if you have a consumable product, like if you have a product that people eat, drink, use, consume, and it goes away and it needs to be replenished, you have a possible subscription product there. Um, and you need to think about a way to build a model around it. Yeah, it makes total sense. Specifically, as I said, um, consumable products, obviously the best fit for a subscription business. What other kind of criteria are out there to, to find out if you can be successful with subscription or not? Um, you know, so there's certain things a subscription model has got to have and a certain kind of mentality you got to have building a subscription model, which is the things you got to have are really great uh, unit economics. So uh, you can't, and if you're trying to do acquisition, marketing and brand awareness, you need to save part of your revenue uh, for that. So if you have a product that has, you know, sort of 50% or better gross profit margins delivered to the door for consumer packaged good, um, you likely have ways to create a marketing campaign around that. Um, you need, you need a, a way to create a, a, an actual model to project the business. So when you have good unit economics, most subscription companies, the, the, the secret is they don't make money on their first order. You don't necessarily land bottom dollars on that first order. It's the subscription is what pays and generates profit over time. Knowing that, knowing that you have to tie up working capital is important. And, and that mentality where people think, hey, I'm going to, I bought this thing for $1. I'm going to sell it to you right now for $2. Yeah, I'm going to get my money. That is not exactly how subscription works. Like subscription is I'm going to buy this for a dollar. I'm going to sell you the first one for about a dollar. And then um, after, then the next one you buy, I'm going to make another dollar. And the next one, next one, next one, next one um, leads to higher LTVs. But you have to be able to, to create a product that can the, survive long tail. Um, so you need to have something like that uh, you know, in preparation. There's also supply chain. There, there's things about subscription is you are always going to have a deeper relationship with the customer that creates a commitment with customer service, the quality of your service. Um, the, the, you know, people get used to every meal at home company is a great example. We've worked with a ton of them. People are like, I get my box every Wednesday. If that box shows up on Thursday, because you have a supply chain issue, people might not eat for a day and not just one day, you know, or they have to go do something like I got to go order fast food or something like that's going to make them mad. And they might cancel you just because of that. So you, you have a, a promise as a company you have to make, but if you could fulfill all that and you have the working capital and you have the um, courage to stand through the marketing engine being a little bit different than normal, those are the ingredients you need to actually sort of have a subscription product. So good economics, you need to have an audience. 
you need a lot of the same things you need for e-commerce. The only difference is you need the ability to make sure that you can keep selling a version of your product or your service uh, throughout the upcoming years where it becomes a part of their lives. Mm, no, it makes perfect sense. And I think Evan has already um, gave a good idea of there is a lot of moving parts there. So it's not as easy as one might think. It's just putting an app to your store and then you're in a subscription model. Um, what, yeah, like, subscri what, uh, like subscribe what, and save is like one of those things I hate. Like I am not like a, I, I, that's like, I know some, that's the baby step in a subscription. And a lot of brands are like, okay, this I'm going to try a subscription. I'm going to put subscribe and save on the site. That is the, laziest approach to try and it might give you some directional data but i see brands are like i put a subscribe and save on there and nobody took it it's kind of weird i'm like that's not how you build a subscription a product like you have to be thinking about the entire life customer journey and you have to put yourself in their shoes and subscribe and save just makes people be like you're telling me if i commit to buying this more you're going to take 10 off like that's not appealing to me i want the flexibility but you pivot them into Hey, when you're a subscriber, you get expedited shipping. You get uh, free gifts every third order. You get uh, you know special releases only for members. All of a sudden, those things don't cost you more, but the, the customer psychology starts clicking like, oh, I want to be part of this club. I want to be part of the, an exclusive member of this. That means I love their product and I see it before other people do. You have to give, you have to like, tease people with something not just do subscribe and save and and at least not base your entire decision off subscribe and save yeah uh good uh, good point there so what would be your recommendation for somebody who runs a shopify or woocommerce store to implement a more complex and uh, a system that adds more value than just a 10 percent off um, to the store what would be the best way to start this process Yeah, I think um, one, just sort of listening to your customers. Uh, so the customers you do have, if you're transitioning or trying to build out part of your business to become subscription, talk to your customers. They, they're going to tell you what they like about your product, how frequently they need it, what other parts of like what a tangential offering could look like, um, depending, you know, there's a lot of uh, variations there because of the, the types of business anyone could have. But like, let's just say you're a consumer packaged coffee company um, and you find out that, oh, well, you know, the average customer buys two bags every month. Some people buy two bags every two months. Some people buy three bags every one month, you know, depending on your coffee consumption. Um, but then you sort of look at that, you do the data, you do an analysis, say, okay, what are people purchasing when they are repurchasing? And then you say, okay, well, hey, I'm going to create a kind of one size fits all coffee flexible membership. That is, you get two bags every month, Skip a month if you need to. Get an extra one if you need to. Text us to, and we'll ship you another one. Um, and then, you know, call it a coffee membership. And with that, maybe you get a personalized mug or something like that. Just like think about how you can add more value than just a discount. A subscription cannot be just a discount. It's got to be value that is intangible, that is emotional, that is, um, you know, you are, you are asking somebody to add a regular bill to their finances, not just be able to go into a store, or go into your digital store and slap a card down whenever they feel like it to get what they want. So you have to look at your business that way and say, oh, my customers, like my best customers, they purchase two bags every single month. You probably, you could convert them into a subscription, not just them, but probably 15 or 20% of your other customers that maybe buy two bags every 45 days. They'll do that. Like, um, so it, it, it's data that you can get. It's actually talking to your customers. Um, and it's also using a bit of your own instinct on like, what would I do in the customer seat 
uh, to, in order to, to drive convenience for them and drive to make their lives better, drive to surprise and delight them every time they see your box show up on their doorstep. It puts a smile on their face uh, for them to be like, all right, like I'm excited to open this up. I'm excited. I'm glad I needed this. I forgot that uh, to, you know, I'm out of coffee right in time. Nothing like you do. You can do that. Boom. You have an awesome subscription because subscribers more so than e-commerce, very, very uh, quantifiable data. They also talk about you. They talk about you a ton. Um, When people are on a subscription that gives them less gravity in their lives because it, they don't have to do something. They are telling their friends and the K factor uh, on subscription is much higher than, than e-commerce and because of the, the depth of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So if I understand you right, having a subscription business is more about community building, about VIP, white glove service, really building something that has a lot of communication involved and bringing people back to your store. And it's not just a price-based decision to get a regular delivery delivery every four weeks or so. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Especially if you're transitioning as an e-commerce store already. Yes. Um, if you're, if you're thinking about coming to market with an e-commerce store or an e-commerce, or excuse me, a subscription commerce product, the other frame of thought is sort of instead of, because you don't have the e-commerce data to back up what you're already doing. If you're like, I want to create an e-commerce business. It's a lot of those same steps, but then looking at like, what are the things that, you know, would make people that people want to, especially consumables, easiest place to start. What are the things that people can't live without? And when they don't have it, it's a, it's a serious situation. Uh, one of the earliest sort of more popular subscriptions that come to mind are things like diapers and diapers.com where they got bought by Amazon and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm, I have three kids and if ever I, there was a moment I didn't have a diaper in the house, that's a whole situation. Um, if you don't have food and you're relying on that food, that's a whole situation. Um, and so you could start looking at that in your own life or your friend's life and just kind of like your the research of your peers of like, man, you know, I really wish I had this service that would come and do my laundry. Like that's a premium, you know, sort of uh, exceptional service, but tons of those services, uh, subscription services for uh, laundry placement and re- cleaning and redelivering that reduces gravity on people. And that's a premium service, but that's an awesome service for the people that can afford it and want to do it. So um, it's the same process. If you already have a business, look at the data, talk to your customers. If you're thinking about building a business, um, look at what would just make people's lives easier. And that is half the battle. And then from there, you build a relationship with them and a brand that stands for something. Mm -hmm. I think in the subscription business, the churn rate is your biggest enemy. Obviously, you want to keep people as long as possible in the subscription. Now, if everything is database, uh, database now today, what kind of KPIs are you looking into measure and forecast your, your churn rate or your, your business overall? Yeah, so churn is, uh, churn is less the enemy. I, I think of it more of the reality. Um, subscriptions, people have to leave subscriptions for reasons, right? You're never going to retain 100% of who you bring in. That is the reality of subscription purchase right so like you all you have churn in an e-commerce store it's just not as much of a kpi because you're looking at recency and frequency etc so when you're monitoring a kp uh monitoring a subscription business you're looking at you know a churn waterfall um that that basically has to look at uh your customer uh cohorts by typically a month that you get them how they are falling off and model against that and actually identify if there's changes 
to that model. So uh, industry standards for like a monthly subscription, your first month, you tend to lose the biggest. Your first cohort month is going to be your biggest drop. Meaning if I bought in April, the biggest cancellations are going to happen between April and the end of May. And you're talking about a typical somewhere between 15 and 25% of your first customers will churn for, for reasons. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe it's not live up, their, up to their expectations. Maybe they just don't want to be on subscription. That's real. Um, but then from there, you see marketed drops from usually about 15%, 15 to 25% of your first uh, cohort month. From there, it usually drops down to about 10%. And then by that point, maybe you've lost 25 to 35% of your aggregate customers. And then from there, you're talking usually about a three to 5% uh, month over month, not from the original cohort, but a month over month sort of drop. Because if people stick around for three months, they're likely to stick around for quite a while. Um, it, the churn really drops off after that. But you you come out with a the modeling and the data aspect of it. You got to come out with an idea of what this could be. Everything looks good when it's on a spreadsheet, but the realities will tell you how you need to update that. And then you monitor that forever. So when it comes to churn, you got to be looking at any variation, say plus or minus, you know, five five percent of variation on, on that. You got to be like, okay, my churn is usually 20%. It's up to 30% okay, what's wrong? Is it my customer service? Did I have a really bad product in there? Did it break in shipping? Who knows, right? you got to investigate that. So that's one thing. Your LTV, obviously. That modeling all leads, the, the aspect of churn, the aspect of your revenue over time, this obviously leads you to an LTV. Um, so say you have a $500 LTV, great subscription product at 50% margins. That means you're going to make $250 uh, in gross profit uh, before advertising in this case. So then you start thinking, okay, what can I pay to get that customer? Well, I could pay $100 to get that customer. Um, still leaving $150 to go down between employees, between everything all the way down to profit, right? So building a model will tell you where to start. Adjusting that model over time will tell you where you need to focus. And then um, in the end of the day, you need, a, you need to write the ship and fix problems where they're where they're cropping up, if it's churn, if it's your LTV, if it's um, you know people not upselling, people skipping too much, you have problems. It takes a little bit more to manage, but if you work it against a good uh, subscription uh, performer model, you'll be in great shape. Mm -hmm. So I already see running a profitable subscription e-commerce business is not as easy as it might think in the first place. How do you help your customers, your clients at stealthventure.labs.com um, getting into it? So we look at that uh, a few different ways. One, yeah, it certainly takes a little bit of time to get going. And your growth, the ability to grow a subscription business is um, is capital intensive. Not to say you can't bootstrap it and, and sort of self-fund it, um, but because of the delay of revenue collection, you really do end up with like, if you're trying to increase your media budget, you're not generating a lot of profit. You operate in the red for a period of time. Now, the beauty of a subscription product is at any given point, if you have to reduce costs, you still have downstream revenue coming in. So you can kind of control your margins within reason and your overall profitability at any given point in time. You slow down growth, increase profit. And that's kind of a cycle you kind of go up and down on uh, over time. So when we're looking uh, and telling people, hey, you, you know, you want to try to get in subscription. One, look at their, their budget, obviously. Um, and, and do really accurate forecasting, sort of best case, worst case, medium case scenarios um, of, of what this could look like. Uh, you know, sort of two is understand uh, your marketing materials. Like what is, you know, if you're trying to find product market fit, that's a big question. Like what, 
what you think people are going to like about your product is usually not the, when you're coming to market, it's not the reality. So you have to be ready to test. You have to be ready to, to come out and be, you know, to a certain degree, a little bit disappointed about the results at the beginning, because everybody wants to hit the go button on their advertising and be like, boom, ultra profitable customers by the, by the thousands. The reality is you hit, you hit that, you spend $500. You don't get a customer. You start to get a little bead of sweat coming down your brow. You spend another $500. You, you get at your first customer. You're like, all right, but I need to get customers at $50. So you're like, I got a long way to go. But you have to have the stomach to be able to handle that financially and both just like not making uh, rash decisions. Um, and then have fun with the creative. Creative, a whole different water cooler conversation here. Coffee break is um, so important now uh, because of the way that marketing is, the way the attribution is. Um, so the, the buying audience wants to be entertained, assuming you're, you're selling stuff on the, uh, you know, uh, paid social engines and everything like that. People want to be entertained. People want to have great creative. They want to have a fun brand that they're being a part of and a fun user experience or customer experience. So you have to make sure that that exists and that shines through on your site and your creative. Um, so don't get down on yourselves, but be ready and, and willing to say, this is an investment. Part of the investment is making this model stick, growing and adapting to it and not packing in your, your bags and saying, well, this doesn't work after you spend a few thousand dollars and you don't get what you want. No, 100% agree with you. I've been doing businesses for more than 20 years now and it always takes longer than you calculate. Even I know, right? Do, I, I wish I could hit the button and just be like, boom, money, but nope. <laughs> Never happening. You calculate six months. It takes a year. You, take, yep. you calculate yep. a year. It's one and a half years. Patience. It's, it's Have patience. <laughs> exactly. A lot of good stuff in there, Evan. Where can people find more about you? Uh, so you can find us on stealthventurelabs.com. We have a forum on there. You can submit if you want to talk with any of us. Uh, you can also find me, Evan, at stealthventurelabs.com. All just one word. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm there as well. Um, I just love talking shop about this industry and, and how it's changing. And right now, I think that there's a, um, as a marketer, uh, I think that there's a shift going on with how direct-to-consumer marketing is changing. And um, I love just sort of sharing thoughts with people to try to figure out what is going to be the next evolution of direct-to-consumer marketing. Because um, with the changes in privacy and the ability to target you know, prospect, uh, prospective customers, I, I love to hear what's working. I love to hear... Uh, about tactics and every and share sort of what we're seeing as well. So um, this is a I've spent more than half my life now in this industry. So I love talking about it and seeing how it changes. Yeah, I think it gave a good overview that a subscription based e commerce business is a good idea, but it needs to be done the right way. And best way to learn this is obviously to talk to someone who has done that for a long time, like you. I will put the links in the show notes so people can reach you directly with one click. And like to thank you for your time. I think it was very insightful. And thank you. thanks. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. You too. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store, strategy, offer, marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a Application-only program to apply, go to my website, klauslauter.com to learn more. 
And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.